listeners of the Backseat Directors Podcast. This is Andre Hutchins. I'm the host and the creator of this movie review podcast. And just want to tell all of you thank you so much for tuning in once again. It's another week and another movie that we have to review. Um, I have a goal to make this my shortest movie review podcast ever. <laughs> so, And uh, I'll get into the reasons why in just a second. But uh, let's just get into this real quick. Okay, here we go. Okay, so the movie that we're going to be <laughs> discussing and reviewing today, I, I mean, gosh, I I can't stop I can't stop smiling, but the smiling is due to my laughing <laughs> just because of how insane this movie is. But the movie that we will be discussing today is called Serenity, uh, and not to be confused with the 2005 cult classic sci-fi film Serenity, um, but this uh, brand new 2019 movie Serenity is a thriller. Um, at least that is the genre, <laughs> or maybe that we are we are led to believe that that is the genre. Uh, but but anyway, okay. So Serenity, it just came out. I just saw it this past weekend. I actually meant to record this podcast um, this weekend, so it would be available today, Monday. Um, but I I think uh, for those who are going to listen, it's probably worth the wait. Right, just wait an extra twenty four hours. You guys will get it tomorrow, Tuesday. Anyway, so I saw it. I saw it Saturday. The movie officially released uh, in the U.S. on January twenty fifth, two thousand nineteen. Um, and my apologies if you can hear my dog. Um, he's kind of a, a loud breather, <laughs> but uh, he's he's laying here right on the floor next to me. Okay, so uh, gosh, guys, I'm getting distracted. Serenity released January twenty fifth, two thousand nineteen. It has a running time of one hour and forty six minutes. So. The running time itself, uh, you know, I didn't really have an issue with it. The, the movie gets so crazy, though, that uh, it probably could have been shortened up by an extra 10 minutes. And it actually would have made the movie experience probably more enjoyable. Um, I mean, gosh, if I was on in in the room to be able to edit and, you know, just be able to cut some things and throw them on the editing floor. Uh, yeah, I would have cut some things out. But OK, so the movie, it, it is rated R. Um, and it's rated R for language throughout sexual content and some bloody images so um and we'll get into the, who the, the movie stars but it, it it stars matthew mcconaughey and for anyone who's a fan of matthew mcconaughey or has ever dreamed about seeing uh, matthew mcconaughey's uh, hind parts this is the movie for you because there is a scene in this movie that probably lasts about five minutes of matthew mcconaughey swimming in the ocean <laughs> and uh, gets nice uh, long glimpses of his rear um so uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, there's quite a bit of language surprisingly for this movie. Um, it, it, yeah, it definitely don't, don't take the kids to this one. That's my recommendation. Um, so getting back to who the movie stars, the movie stars, Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway, Diane Lane, Jason Clark, and Jamon Hunso. So this is actually quite the cast. I was surprised to see, um, those, uh, at least the actors that I did see when I went into the movie, uh, I, this movie I went in totally blind, and this rarely happens. Uh, I, you know, it's hard to to avoid trailers, and especially with, I mean, gosh, the amount of time that I spend in just kind of researching movies and making sure that I know, like, what's coming up and what's next and the amount of movies that I see in theaters. I see trailers for everything, but I did not see a trailer for this. I did not seek one out. I avoided reviews, and I just wanted to go into this blind. And so this past weekend, I went in, saw the movie, and uh, yeah, surprised to see this cast. You know, so, you know, Anne Hathaway, she, I know she has somewhat of a reputation. Um, you know, at least, at least, I, that, my experience in 
uh, with her and my opinion of her as an actress and many other people that I've rubbed shoulders with within this, you know, film community. Uh, you know, either people really like Anne Hathaway or they don't. And I might be one of the few who, you know, doesn't really mind her. It just depends on kind of the movie she's in and the role that she's given. I was a big fan of her movie that came out. It either came out in 2016 or 2017 with Robert De Niro called uh, The Intern. Love that movie. I actually thought it was really good. I thought she was great in it too, but you know, uh, <laughs> Anne Hathaway in this one is, uh, I mean, <laughs> um, I can't, I can't really fault her too much. I mean, it really just the, the, the plot and, and the lines that she was given, I think maybe she did the best that she could, but gosh, uh, and Matthew McConaughey, I mean, you, you think of these names, right? You think of these names and you're, you're, I think, you know, you would probably expect a decent film. I'm not saying a great film or a classic or a masterpiece or any, you know, other, um, adjective that you'd like to describe a really, really good movie, you know, but a decent movie, you know, Jason Clark, I think Jason Clark is, he, he is a seasoned actor and I think he does well in most of the movies that I've seen him in. And, uh, gosh, this movie was so crazy. This movie was insane. I, and okay. We'll get into that and just what this movie is about in just a second. Let me just get through these details. Okay. Um, but the movie, so Serenity, it, it's, it's, a, it's an original screenplay. So this is an original story and the story was written and it was directed by the same guy, Stephen Knight, uh, a, a British director. This is actually only his third feature film, um, and then it's his most recent film since 2013, so he hasn't directed a full-length feature film since then, and that movie back in 2013 that came out was Tom Har- uh, It was uh, a movie starring Tom Hardy called Locke, uh, one that I haven't seen, but uh, I, uh, friends of the podcast have told me that they have enjoyed, so you know, I, I've seen some other of his credits on IMDb, most of, most of them are TV shows, it, it but most of his credits are are, are for um, his his work and contributing to the writing of stories within TV and movies and things like that. So um, he, you know, as a director, he's probably still getting his feet under him. And I'll be, okay, so I'll tell you one thing that I really liked about the movie, and this is probably the one thing that's going to stand out to anyone who's you know somewhat paying attention to the movie, uh, uh, or at least all the all the aspects of the movie. And what I mean is uh, the film score. And uh, I thought the the film score is actually striking and beautiful and and memorable for a movie that <laughs> might be unmemorable for well might be memorable for all the wrong reasons. The one of the right reasons that it is memorable is is this film score, and it was composed by the upstart Benjamin Walfish. And so Benjamin Walfish, if his name sounds familiar, is probably going back to his work that was done in 2017, where he really made a name for himself uh, with some. Uh, really good film scores uh, first coming from the movie it and then he also co-composed the music uh, for Blade Runner 2049 along uh, 2049 alongside the legend Hans Zimmer you know so I I think you know Benjamin Walfish he has established himself as a fairly reputable uh, film composer or yeah film composer and uh, and so I fully expect to continue to see his name plastered on a lot of these original scores for uh, these movies, but I liked it. I liked it. I mean, if anything that I can, you know, say positive about this movie, it is Benjamin Walfish's work out on the film score. So the movie had a production budget of $25 million. It's pretty small. You know, the sets and the location where the movie is filmed, uh, it's really pretty. The movie takes place on some, just some, you know, small fishing islands, ones, uh, or a fishing island. 
and the, we're probably led, uh, meant to believe that it's somewhere in the Caribbean, you know, but uh, just really pretty, but, you know, fairly simplistic in, in the sets and things like that. Um, yeah, I just, I liked locations. Uh, <laughs> And so anyway, uh, in its opening weekend, the movie only grossed $4.8 million domestically. So just here in the U.S., I, I, you know, at this point, the studio is probably hoping that they can just get their money back in terms of what was put in for the production. And uh, I I think it has a chance to get there, but we'll see. We'll see. All right, guys. So this movie. <laughs> okay, so this movie, it, it starts out, uh, you meet Matthew McConaughey. He's the captain of, uh, of a charter fishing vessel um you know where he and jamon hunso who's his uh i guess his first mate on on the ship um they you know they take out tourists they pay for some deep sea fishing trips and and uh and so that's how you know he's making his money um but in the first you know five ten minutes of the movie you you learn that matthew mcconaughey he is obsessed with trying to catch this fish and so, you know, like all great fishing stories, you know, and people that are, uh, you know, just I, <laughs> within books and lore and movies and everything, you know, there's always that one fish, that one fish, you know, that, uh, uh, the, you know, the person is trying to catch the one that always gets away. And the one that in this movie, Matthew McConaughey obsesses over it's a tuna and it's uh, the same tuna that he's been trying to catch for quite a while. And, uh, and so yeah, in the first, you know, five, 10 minutes, you find out that it, it's like his life passion. This is like the one thing that is driving him day and night. It is his obsession about catching this single tuna fish. Okay. And, uh, you know, as the movie progresses, you know, and you begin to see just kind of the life on the island, you know, small island, fictional island called Plymouth. And, uh, you know, just a laid back community and, you know, just how Matthew McConaughey makes his money, you know, takes people out uh, during the day and comes back, gets drunk at night and wakes up and does the same thing over and over again. All right. But it's not until Anne Hathaway, who is his ex-wife, shows up about a third of the way into the movie and you begin to learn that, you know, obviously they have a past. And this past is going to come back and haunt Matthew McConaughey. They have a son together, and he is estranged from his son. But Anne Hathaway makes a proposal. And I'm going to get into just some minor spoilers, so just a heads up, okay? <laughs> just because I have to give context to what this story is about and how insane it is, okay? But anyway, so Anne Hathaway makes a proposal to her ex-husband, Matthew McConaughey. Um, that one, she remarried, but she remarried a very wealthy, but very abusive husband. And he, uh, not only is abusive to her, but also to their son. And it's to the point to where Anne Hathaway, she fears for her life. And so she proposes to, uh, her ex-husband, uh, for a very large amount of money, uh, she has asked him to take her husband on a fishing trip and get him drunk and throw him out in the ocean. So basically, she wants to hire her ex-husband as a hitman to kill her current husband. And so, and so this is where the story really, really just kind of gets crazy, okay? But, um, you know, the movie progresses, and there's, there's odd things that happen throughout the movie where uh, Matthew McConaughey is having visions and in these visions he like can kind of see his son and things that his son is doing and you know almost their movements are kind of mimicked and so you begin to kind of suspect that there's something more to the movie more to the story than what we're actually just seeing and what's being told in the regular story of 
you know, just this thriller or what is meant to be a thriller about, you know, Anne Hathaway hiring her ex-husband as a hitman for her current husband. And so, um, you know, without getting into major spoilers, I'll just tell you this. It, the, the movie has some thrilling moments and the story itself is somewhat intriguing. But the final 15 to 20 minutes of this movie, when you begin to understand that this movie is nothing what you expect it to be. And I'm saying this with a very small grain of salt, okay? Think, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, this is just, listen, listeners, just some minor spoilers, okay? Just imagine the Matrix, okay? Imagine the Matrix and how the Matrix all of a sudden you know, when, the, the movie that you think you're watching, it's not what it seems, okay? And, and there's there's really no way to underplay how how just bizarre and just crazy this movie gets in those final 15 to 20 minutes, okay? there. So, and I actually tweeted this out after I saw the movie, but there was a movie that came out in 2017 called The Book, uh, the Book of Henry, Okay, this movie was so off its rocker that I, I think most people that saw it were just, you know, their jaws were on the floor while watching the movie, just asking themselves, is this even real? Is this happening? Is this, did someone actually come up with this story and, and make a movie about this? Because this is insane. And that's exactly how I feel about Serenity. The, the where this movie goes and where it leads it is nothing what you expect uh, and and unfortunately i i just <laughs> i think it was a risk and i think you know um um oh, the director of oh, Stephen Knight i think he he had he had a, an original idea that that and maybe a different a different genre or in a different way could have been executed better but golly guys this this movie was just nuts and i i i was sitting in my seat just laughing at a few moments just going oh i cannot believe i'm watching this this is nuts and so I actually, I, I've got one listener question that I'd like to read, and I just thought it was funny. But anyway, it, it comes from Frank Giggy on Twitter. And sorry, Frank, I hope I'm pronouncing your last name uh, correctly. It's G-I-G-Y. But on Twitter, at Frank Giggy, uh, so F-R-A-N-K-G-I-G-Y, he asked, he said, okay, if you had to rewatch this movie, what drug would you need to get through it all over again? <laughs> and so I guess, you know, Frank, you're probably, uh, you're, you know, just what, what narcotic maybe you could take that could knock you out so you don't have to watch the movie i on the other hand i would watch this movie again only with someone who hasn't seen it just so i can see the reaction not for the sake of watching the movie again but i would actually just want to see so i can see what people what people are saying about this movie oh my goodness but um um i you know i the, the movie itself is is a trippy drug and so you probably don't need any drugs anyway so there i hope, hope that satisfies your question uh, frank but anyway thanks for thanks for sending us the question so all right listeners let's wrap this up uh my recommendation my official recommendation is this movie is not worth seeing in theaters it, it it's a no go i i cannot recommend you guys going out and paying you know, seven, ten, twelve dollars, whatever it costs your local theater to go see this movie. This was just bonkers. This movie was so crazy. But this is what I do recommend. Okay, this is the caveat that I'll give you guys. I, 
just watch it when it comes out to video if you can rent it on redbox for a dollar or whatever you know if you can just pay the minimum amount to see this movie i i encourage you guys to check it out because you know if if you think i'm over exaggerating just watch it okay and if you do watch it let me know i want to know exactly what you guys thought of this movie Okay, but listeners, uh, that is our review of Serenity. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm happy to make these podcasts and these movie reviews for you guys. Thanks so much for you know just taking the time and supporting the podcast. If you guys want to continue to support the podcast first, stay, stay subscribed. You know That way you can stay up to date with each episode. You can find the podcast on uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Podbean, and Stitcher. Um, and leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the mo- or what of the podcast, and uh, I'd love to know your guys' thoughts. But uh, yeah, those reviews really help, and I would greatly appreciate if you guys can leave us a, a review on on Apple Podcasts. But um, until next week, guys, uh, we'll have a great week, and we'll see you next week at the movies. The Backseat Directors theme song is Let's Go to the Movies by Ozo Motley. You can find the album Ozo Motley presents Ozo Kids and all of their other music on iTunes. Join the conversation online and follow Backseat Directors on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The BD Podcast. Documentaries, uh, so many options, so much variety. There's a perfect movie for you and him and her and me. Uh, so find your seat in the perfect row. Sit back, relax, kick up your feet, and turn off your phone.